Hey bro, you wanna collab? Okay, okay. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Extra Reverb. It's been a while. We got a little while. Oh, yeah, you're right. That's how long it's been, everybody. Uh, just to give you a little bit of a glimpse into the behind-the-scenes thing. <laughs> you know, three, two, one. I'm the best clapper here. Okay. But yeah, everybody, welcome back to another episode of Extra Reverb. Um. Back again with Coker and Jacob. Yo. Go ahead and introduce yourself if you haven't already. I know you haven't. How are you guys doing? It's me. It's your boy. I'm back. <laughs> well, to be fair, now that I really think about it, Austin, to be fair with you, you were talking about how we took a very long break. Didn't we take a summer break last year? We did take a summer break last year. And it was we all did. Well, whose fault, well, who's fault was that, guy? Who's whose fault, fault was that? Was that? I don't even know. Me, because <laughs> I wanted to take a summer break. I want to have a break. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Wait, summer breaks how, are how, a thing. How is you showing up for an hour once a month that big of a problem for you? Oh like, my gosh, dude, you don't even know. No, <laughs> if you knew how I have to run through it with my parents, you'd be what? you'd be agreeing with me. Because I, I have to sit there. I have to sit there and like I have to tell my dad, Dad, sorry, I'm not going to be able to do a million things tonight. I have to go record a podcast. And he's like, <laughs> I want you to do a million things. What million things, like, what's, like, a typical thing you have to do during million things? I gotta cook. Why are you the family cook? I, I know. I, I'm the cook. I cook the, I cook spaghetti. Why? Our son's gotta cook us dinner every, you know what, let's just not get into it on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> you know, since it's been five months, my voice is probably deeper than the last episode. Actually, probably not. I think puberty's over. Austin, just, just deepen my voice and post. I will not be doing that. Every time I tell him to do it, he raises the pitch. Because it's funny. <laughs> oh, yeah, Austin. Make my voice high. Hello, I am a balloon. Do, 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 do. I bet my voice is really Now he's going to make it like... Now you've cracked the code. No, no, no. Now Austin's going to make it like unnaturally low, so you're going to be like... Yeah. I hope he yeah, uses like a vocoder. He's cracked the code. He's cracked the code on how to, how I hope to manipulate not me. Not only does he use a vocoder, but like he makes it a chord. No, no, no. Austin needs to use a format editor, so instead of sounding like... Lower pitch, you sound like Austin. I want you to make this next sentence I'm about to say a C chord. Oh, yeah, I'm the muffin man. You think he did it? <laughs> I think he's not because it was funnier hearing you sing it normal than it was to put it in C major. <laughs> I'll do it, I'll do it myself. I'll be like, Austin, be like, what's taking you? You can't, you don't have any power over this. Audio. Oh, I will edit this audio myself. I'll put it into reason. I'll do the chord and then I'll put it in that part. So you'll literally have no choice. It'll just be there. The only way you wouldn't have it is if you cut it out. But like, why would you want to do that? That's true. Why would Let's I give the people what they want. So, but anyways, we got Welcome quite back. a few things to talk to, to you I'll guys about you. as you might expect. Um, what do you guys want to talk about first? I kind of want to talk about extra reverb. More specifically, I want to talk about Coker's studio situation. What the heck is up with that, yo? Yeah, so basically, uh, I decided to try to start a studio across the street from me. There's this house across the street that my parents own. 
And I set up like my recording stuff in there. And for a while, I recorded it. In fact, the new Sweet Tuesday album, which I'll get on to later, uh, I recorded that at that studio. But but I guess I, I, I just, it sort of got at the point where instead of being like a thing to open up my creativity, it just sort of went from like, oh, I have a good idea for a song, but I can't record it because I have to walk or I have to, you know, get my car, load up my computer and all that and go across the street to record it. You need your car for that? Versus, yeah, I do. Wow. No, why? Why can't you have two studios? Like, yeah, like a little, like little, like uh, what's it called? Because I ain't got enough money to have enough equipment to have two studios. Listen, I forget what Adam called it. We had like a little, like a little, like nest or a little, like uh, no, little. Yeah, he called it a nest. Yeah, a little, like a little nest, and it's just like maybe. Yeah, but also not to mention, I I didn't like having. I, I didn't like the idea of not being able to know if my stuff was getting stolen from me or not. You know what I mean? So all of it's up here. Yeah, that's see it. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's fair. I did move some stuff. I rearranged some things. So like the big Yamaha electric, you know, MIDI keyboard I had yeah. is gone now. And it's now it's a little small roll-in keyboard, you know. Yeah. So I, I did clean up a little bit. But, you know, for the most part, uh, but- it's all back over here. I also right. got a second monitor now. I got a second monitor so I can see what I'm doing. See, the difference uh, between you and I is like most of what I do is usually like in the box. So like I could get away with like 90% of my work being like I'm at home, I'm on my laptop. And then when it comes time to record, like, okay, I need to record some vocals. Like I huck everything over to the studio, just record for a couple hours, get that all going. Um, Oh, I should probably mention it. Although this podcast will probably come out like what three three months after this episode, uh, or after this recording. But uh, in case it doesn't, a uh, new song out now, "Mystery Remastered." I released a new song yesterday. It's out. It's here, baby. It's awesome. Yes, gotta sir. All, got a little self promo there. Yeah. Speaking of um, speaking of new album. Wait, hold on, hold on. Before you get into that, before you get into that, Coker has a new album because he has a new album like once a week. So like, <laughs> really. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, like does uh, Coke have a new album? The answer is always yes. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's always yes, dude. Like, well, does no, Coke no, no, have no. a yes. switching sweet? No, the thing is, Sweet Tuesday switching the EP, so now it's about to start e- becoming even more of a rapid. It's gonna thing. be like every other day. It's a new EP. It's like, how is there always three songs? Yep. How does he do it? How does he do it? Meanwhile, meanwhile, Jay, meanwhile, the ancient Rome, the you know the our ancestor or our. What's the word? Uh, future generations after are going to be looking at the ancient civilization of Cosmic Domino's house, going in there and finding ancient ruins of a hard drive that has half of a song he made. <laughs> <laughs> wow, new Cosmic Domino. I mean, a new Lucid Domino songs. Wow. Hey, but it's anyways. a really good half a song. Austin has a new music <laughs> out now, actually. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I did. Hey! Since the recording of the last one. I didn't know whether I would have it out by the time those episodes came out. So, yeah, now I do. And it's on Bandcamp now. And I'm going to start getting on Spotify, too, because uh, Coker maybe joined DistroKid. Sorry, can't talk. Wow, he used um, CD Baby, which is superior in every way. Actually, I don't know about that. I don't know. DistroKid makes it really easy for collab and, and like, royalties and whatever. It's easier when you say it, when you see what's going on. Here's something I want to figure out for CD Baby. Let's say I want to put out, like... A three-track EP, or you know, three tracks on an EP, right? So do I have to pay an album price for that? I think I do. Also, let's say I release a single, but I want that single to eventually be on the album. How does that work? I don't know. 
for, I think you for distro kid. Okay, here's how it works for distro kid. I'll tell you this. Uh, do you mind if I also use this as sort of a segue to get into the album, Austin? Okay, um, I wanted to talk about one more thing before that. So oh. uh, hold off just a second. You, okay. I, I wanted to ask you something actually about the studio thing. Yeah. I thought the plan was that you were going to eventually move, like legit move into that house across the street and that was going to be like your place of living. No, that was, was never that, the plan. Was that not the plan? No. Oh. Why well, not? Uh, never. I never, because I just, the uh, house creeps me out. Why? It did. He did say that it creeps it him out. It so. just does. I mean, Jacob, no, you got to be in the house. You got to be in the house to understand. Like, I'm telling you. Was it just because you're alone in it? Not just that. It's also like all paint peeling off the walls and everything. It's scary. You got to fix it up. Is that why you moved? Because it was like three in the morning or in the studio. Like, I'm so scared. I got to go. Home. Yes. Yes. That's it. That's literally how it would be. It'd be one in the morning. And I just I'm got so back scared. from cookout. It'd be one in the morning. Just got back from cookout. Banana pudding milkshake. I'm like, I'm going to go to the studio. And I go in the studio and I'm just sitting there recording. I keep looking over my shoulder. Like, what's that noise? You know, it's the dog kibble back like, for revenge. It was awful. It's so it was so awful. Like, oh my gosh. Anyways, all right. Uh, that please, is uh, please tell us about the uh, collab and, and yeah. distro kid and whatever. So, so distro kid. Uh, to answer Jacob's question from earlier, if you want to make a sing, distro kid's really easy with that. If you want to make a single and have it be on the album as well, you just have to upload the same song again. On the album, but then you can use the IRS ISQC code or whatever it is for the single on that one for the album. Mm -hmm. And like that's what I did for uh, that's how I can get away with saying made in my like our new album got 24,000 plays on it because 19,000 of those were from one of the singles. Oh, wow. But I used the same ISQC code. And it, oh, that's it, probably uh, how it works with, with CD Baby. I bet so you do get those. Okay. I'll yeah. Which. Which single was it? Love is Linda. Oh, duh. Wait, so when you upload the album, did, like, does the single still say, like, show up in your singles list? Or does it just, like... Yeah, just, it, like, it keeps the over? single and the album, but it gives the plays to both. Basically, like, it's the single and the album, but they both go to the same amount of plays. Okay. They both, like, support enough. the same amount. So, like, if, if you have 10 plays on the same single and the same song on the album, and they both get 10 plays then you get 20 plays because it's adding them both up, but it'll say for both of them that it's got 20 plays. Yeah. yeah that's cool. Yeah, I mean... That's real helpful. That is pretty neato mode. Yeah, no, the new album is doing so well. <laughs> I'm glad to hear it. Yeah, it, it's going insanely well. So, like, to put it into reference, uh, Moon Thoughts, our first album, had 291 plays. Uh, May, Wide of Their Eyes has 917. What a Strange Dream has 615. Longstreet has 895. Ocean Thoughts has 1,655. And the new album has 24,987. Mm. So far, anyways. So you could say you could, it's a pretty good assumption to say that new people like the new album. That's, yeah, yep. that's good to hear. I had um Austin mix it. Austin, no, Austin mastered it. That's right. Austin mastered it. And then I did. Uh, I had my cousin do the, I had a friend of mine, Clowny, they did the artwork, like the little picture that's of the characters that's in there. And then my cousin's the one who put it in the Polaroid and did the background and everything and, you know, color, you know, did all the colors and stuff with it. So, 
yeah, a lot of people helped out with that album, and it really shows because it's it's pretty. You know, I got I'm really proud of it. You know, that's good. Oh, dude, uh, not to cut you off, but as Austin was talking about Bandcamp, I went on my Bandcamp and remembered I forgot to to press public on my new song from yesterday. <laughs> dude, I did that dude. too. I did that too with <laughs> no, my lo-fi no, album. No, no, no. Guess what? Guess what? My, my, no, my Bandcamp, I had a song that I did called an album actually called like It's Sold, Don't Even Ask, and it's still on my Bandcamp. You could still buy it. What's annoying about Bandcamp is you can't be like, all right, go public on this day. You have to do it manually. Yeah. It's like, well, and I'm they, busy. And, and, they, and they guilt you into that too. Yeah, they're, they're like, like, oh no, we do it on purpose. Yeah, they're like, it's like if you're uh-huh. not if you're not there, like refreshing Twitter twenty eight times every second, you're doing it wrong. I hate that logic because it's like I am, but like I upload my music onto like Spotify and stuff, right? So it's like, yeah, it's like it's like the only it's like the most opportune time for a song to go public is like when I'm busy, you know. But other people are not busy. Other people are like there, like Friday seven o'clock. Oftentimes, I'm working at that time. Yeah. But a lot of people, like, that's when I want the song to go public. Well, the thing, the so, thing too, is, like, on, like, Spotify and stuff, like, let's say it's your CD, baby. Like, you say, like, it's going to come out this day. Well, it comes out at midnight in, like, every time zone and stuff. So, like, here, I got to listen to my new song at, like, 9 p.m. my time because it, it, it goes off EST. So, like, mm-hmm. when it turns midnight for New York, I got to listen to it. So, it's like... So like, how does that work with Bandcamp? They're just like, oh, just upload it manually. It's like, that's not how this, that's not how this works. <laughs> but it's not like anyone pays attention to my band camp, so it's fine. <laughs> I want them to though, because like, dude, don't nobody pay atten- nobody pays attention to band camp in general. That's fine. I don't know like, about that. I mean, I don't band know about camp- that. I think in lo-fi and the lo-fi fans, they're kind of different with that. That's they kind of do. That's fair. Like, but like, uh, guys, you don't have to like feel obligated to go to my band camp. It's just like I I do have music uploaded on there, but it's like you can listen on YouTube, a spot. Like it does. It literally doesn't matter. Shout out to Josh for being the first person to buy my lo-fi e-buy, uh, EP. It's a, you know what? It ain't no EP. I don't know why I, I said get, that. I don't. I, wait, I don't get a shout out for being your second. Uh, no. Why not? Because you didn't actually I, buy it. I did. I just bought your EP right now. I can I, can I get a? Can I did get you? a shout out for? Yeah, being, I did. Can I get a shout out for being your friend? Can I get a shout out for being <laughs> handsome? <laughs> uh, no. A uh, shout out to shout out to Coker for. Oh wait, I gotta I gotta say one other thing though about Coker's album. Yeah, go listen to it. Um we'll have a link in the description to it. My personal favorite song was All I See Is You, but then Coker ruined it by getting political on Twitter. So now my favorite <laughs> is uh, <laughs> Now I can't listen to him the same. Yeah, no, no more no, politics. It's just, when since when did Sweet Tuesday have to be political? <laughs> Like why, man? It just ruins the so politics. Now my favorite song is uh, fifty years ago, <laughs> and the and the outro was pretty good too. I like that one. That one was run through your uh, Verispeed, wasn't it? Which one is that? The outro. It's a kind of magic. Yeah, that um, we did that Verispeed. Yeah, we sped it up a little bit. Okay, we did that with a lot of songs. Like Corpus is sped up slightly. Oh, sped up. Okay, I would not have figured that. I thought it would have been slowed down. Mm-mm. But cool, Coker. Let me ask you: How many times have you re-released on the bottom of the ocean? Because seems like every album has it. <laughs> Not this one, though. Sadly, no. I feel like that would fit in perfectly into yeah. the lore of the Walton file. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, <laughs> is, okay, okay, I'm okay, mad, okay. I'm mad no, on the bottom of the ocean. I was thinking about this the other day. I was thinking about this the other day because I literally was going through DistroKid and re-downloading stuff that I had uploaded but then taken down, 
And I found like when I released, when I was going to try to branch out to Coker Eastler. Hold up real quick. He, he, he found a man on the bottom of the ocean. That's why he said, hold up. <laughs> I thought I heard someone yelling. I didn't know what that noise was. It probably was yelling. Coker, you better cook your spaghetti, idiot. They, they aren't home. They're at the beach. Waiting for, you're going to expect to come home to spaghetti. Well, anyways, I continue. Oh, I got tired of Coker 0415, so I started going to Coker Eastler as my name. And one of the things, the first, I only released one song, and it was a re-recording of On the Bottom of the Ocean. I think I remember that. With like, we, I added like scary strings and stuff in it too. And then after that, I re-recorded it again for Sweet Tuesday's first album. Yeah. And then I remixed it for the compilation album. Uh. So that's about four or five times. Yep. And now I've got the project file. So one of these days I'll release my own version. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> the, Dude, you should make a Halloween, a Halloween edition. Of yeah, Halloween edition. It's just the same song with like, but like with random thunder sound effects. No, it, like, it's the same song, but it's in a minor key. Yeah. It's the same song, but you put in... Uh, Vine boom effects nice. every every four seconds. Can we do a Christmas version too? It just adds some <laughs> like sleigh bells. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I like that. I like the I idea that you can change the bottom of the ocean. Boom, 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 boom with sleigh bells. <laughs> <laughs> I like the idea that you can make any song into a Christmas song if <laughs> you just have sleigh bells. Yeah, we like, do that to a mystery. Instead of, Dude, the, you gotta, instead of the main rip, it's just a sleigh bell version. <laughs> Dude, I would, I would do that right now and see how it sounds. <laughs> yo, yo, it's like it's like um, you just take the most un-Christmassy song ever, like a song that's all about summer, add sleigh bells and release it on November 1st. <laughs> Call it so, Christmas time it, It's going to be Summer of Stars, but the main, the is going to be sleigh bells. <laughs> Christmas <laughs> star. <laughs> this is so dumb. That's funny. Especially since how you threw out a random Christmas song on that album too. So <laughs> I did, I did. I was I was young and naive back then, but I was gonna say real quick, um you can make any song a Christmas song by adding sleigh bells. John Lennon, two thousand eleven. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, five months. We still make that reference, baby. <laughs> Um, but anyways, um, weren't you talking about something else though, Coker, about like, weren't you saying more about DistroKid? Oh, uh, what, what do you mean? Did you, did you have anything more to say about that? About meeting a man in the bottom of the ocean? Nah, not really. Okay. Oh. Okay, then, um, let's talk about something else then. All right, you guys want to talk about, uh, since we recorded last, Kanye released a new album. I want to oh. talk about his stem player that he offered, um... I think it's genius. And what did it's he a, do? uh did you hear about like the stem player that he released with that like as a piece of merch? No. Apparently it like plays all the different stems from the songs and you can mix them however you want. Well, that's cool. Isn't that genius? That is really cool. Because what's the biggest like hurdle when you're mixing a song? It's the fact that you'll never be able to make the mix translate the same on all the different speaker sets mm -hmm. or in, like different listening environments. Well, Kanye just overcame that by having everyone or by giving everyone literally the ability to 
make it translate in their own listening environment and make it sound good to them. And how did he do that again? Like the, you know what? I'm gonna look this up to make sure I'm not getting it wrong. But is are they like unmixed stems or something? I think they're kind of mixed, but um, the Donda Stem Player is a palm-sized audio device built as allowing users to customize any song. You can control vocals, drums, bass, and samples, isolate parts, add effects, or split any song into stems. That sounds really cool. I should just buy it. Honestly, yeah. I want to see like somebody do a proper review just of sam- it. Just like, sample like everything from it, and then boom, we got like the Kanye pack. <laughs> yeah, there's Kanye beat pack. Sounds good to me. It's only 200 bucks. This is real. I'm looking at this website right now. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's real. It's kind of cool, actually. We should do that. We should do that for... uh. For extra reverb. Yeah. This is like every episode, but like it's like every like like word. Just like word by word. It could remix it however you want. They could um dial up if they're if they're like if they're big like uh Walton Files fans, they could just turn <laughs> me and Jacob all the way down and just listen to Coker. Dude. I want an Owl City version of the STEM player. Me too. Me too. I think that would be very nice. The closest thing we have to it is those rock band stems that Coker found. Or in 2018 when when they did the remix challenge, so we got the stems for like oh, three yeah, that songs too. from Cinematic. That too, that too. I think they're mixed, but still, that's cool. Yeah. Not that it's really an issue. Pretty sure they were. I use the sample, I use this drum samples a lot. Like I'll like sprinkle them in and layer it. And like, they're like also like part of like my drums a lot. Mm-hmm. So like, thank you, Adam. You have like changed my music perspective. Because holy mackerel, do I need your samples sometimes. You can't just use the same old stuff all the time, right? So you got like layer and like you can't use the same layers all yeah, the time. You, so it's you like gotta mix boom, them more up, options. Man. Gotta mix it up, man. Um, I'm sh- I'm sh- like, I-, I bet like 90% of my songs have like some of the same kicks in all of them because kicks are like so hard to like replace. You're just like, well, this sounds good. Yeah. I think the only one that I use consistently is the Fireflies Rim. But it's such uh, a good that's sample. a great one. That's like, oh, I, 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 I have that once or twice on my upcoming collection of music. I'll just say it. Nice. This is not working on an album. I've been working on an album. Of course I am. Of course. What else would I be just doing? Just as Coker always has new music, Jacob's always working on new music. Takes forever, man. But um, if you want to, if you guys want an honest like status update, I'd say the album is like between. 80 maybe 85 through 90 percent produced i'm focusing a lot more on like actually writing lyrics right now and it's a timely process hey here's a status update i texted jacob asked him if he wanted what we're doing with you know 20 hearts the punk project what happened to that Jacob responded i asked for the whatever stems or whatever and i haven't stopped still haven't gotten them I, I've been procrastinating because you said, like, I don't want compression and stuff on it. I want it, like, clean. And it's like, well, crap, I mixed these. So I have to, like, undo it all and send it to him. But, like, that song is actually pretty close. Like, I, I finally went I went ahead. I did all the pitch correcting. finally got the melody right. I um I quantized it. You know, that's a timely process. So, honestly, it's just a matter of sending the stems over to Coker. At this point, dude, like, I know we're working on an EP, and I think we should keep doing that. I think we should also release it as a single so we have like something out there, you know? Where it's like, hey, this project exists. I don't know what's your stance on that. I want like I want to make a second pop punk song on that and I just want it to be like a joke song. I want it to be about like 
dudes. <laughs> nah, nah. Okay. So I had an idea, Jacob. What's up? I think we need to change our name. Do you have any suggestions? Pepper Jelly. No, we're not. I'm not going to be in a band called Pepper Jelly. I'm sorry, dude. <laughs> J- Austin, is that not an awesome name? Nah, I think you should call yourselves the Passion Fruit Pandas. That's even, that's dude, even dude, dude. That's dude, better that's, than listen, Pepper Jelly. Listen, you can't lie, Jacob. That one's pretty good. That's a pretty what, good Pepper thing. Jelly? Or what Austin no, said? What Austin said. I agree. That sounds, that's way Passion better than Pepper pandas. Jelly. I think we should well, then, name ourselves. Well, now you that, have to do though. it. You have to. You have to use that name. It's. It's not taken at all. Nobody's ever used that name for before. It. I vote for the it. I'm voting for it. The, I want the pomegranate pandas. <laughs> passion fruit. No, oh. the passion fruit pandas, bro. Passion fruit pandas. That sounds like we like sing songs about like. It's never been used before. Getting together and just. That's the funny part because all the good, all the good, what's the word? All the good like pop punk bands have ironic names. Like Blink-182 is like, they're not blinking 182 yeah. times. Or Green Day. Are they a Green Day? No. No, they're not Green or Days. Or the All-American Rejects. They're actually all from China. They're not from China. Okay, I was trying to be funny. I hated it. Okay. But but Extra Reverb's a dumb name because we're not reverbs. We're not, we're not, um, we're not impulse sounds, impulse responses. We are pretty extra though so you have to give us that one we are extra we're like half of that name we're very extra anyways um jacob you want to talk to us about the uh instant drum kits and reason no for real i guess i should <laughs> you better this podcast you better because i didn't watch that video i'm gonna be real that's fine uh it wasn't much uh reason is not the same as it used to be in regards to their youtube channel uh but since the last recording and even like the last episode uh reason put out reason 12 uh last Last time we were here, it was Reason 11. Uh, they've been working on Reason 12. I may have talked about what they're doing. They're going to basically, they're going to change all the rack devices. Uh, they're going to, how do I say it? They're going to make it high definition. Uh, they finally did a whole new like facelift. You can kind of read it now. Um, it's still not fully perfect. They need to go in the sequencer and do some tweaking and stuff eventually. But Reason 12, it's here. And with Reason 12, they added a new sampler, basically. Um, honestly, it's... It's kind of similar to the Dr. Octorex, right? It's kind of like that mixed with like the NNXT. But what's cool is, you, you know, you can load up your samples and there's different ways of manipulating it. Uh, it makes it, you know, slice sampling. Um, they used to do it a lot in the freaking, you know, 80s, you know. They freaking rap artists, they like take the beat, they put it in, they jumble it around, go boot da boot uh, Anyways. You're in audio. Yeah. Um, they added this player and what's really neat about this player and in this video that we're going to talk about specifically, uh, you could load in your sample. So let's say you wanted to record some drums, right? Uh, or, uh, I'm sorry, let me rephrase that. Let's say you want to sample your buddy's drum set. Like, your friend's like, yo, dude, check it out. I got a new drum set. And like, whoa, I don't have a drum set. You go over. You're like, dude, I would love to, like, use this sound in my own music. So what you can easily do, let's say you have a Zoom H5. You take your Zoom H5. You take something. You get your even your cell phone. You get your cell phone. Record each inch, you know, each part of the drum at, at once. You know, you go on the snare. You wait a second. You kick on the kick, uh, hi hats, so on and so forth. And what you could do is you could take this sample, throw it into the mimic player. That's and the name, you could by actually the way. Set it up. It's called mimic. Yeah, you could set it up to automatically take the samples 
and it will map it out to your keyboard. And I'm not saying you have to like record, hit the snare, stop recording, and then start recording. Like it, it could be all of the same recording. It'll take the transients, uh, detect it automatically, and it'll do all the hard work for you. That's what's insane. Because like before, it's like, well, I could record my own samples, but like I don't feel like this would have helped you, Austin, when you're making that xylophone uh, recording. No kidding. Yeah, Austin, like he has a video on it. He had to like record each, you know, note of the xylophone and different variations of it, and then he had to like manually edit it and yeah, cut it I up had, and sample yeah. it and then map it out. This does it all for you. Yeah, I had to like chop off the ends and the beginnings of all the recordings. Oh, by the way, I had to. Um, I didn't even do it right, actually. I should have recorded straight into NNXT, but I didn't even do that right. I just let a, I just let the file just record, or the session just record, and then I had to bounce them out all. I exported brutal. them all out manually like that. How long did that take you again? I don't even remember. I think, it, I think I said it in the video, maybe like nine hours or something. That is insane. Imagine like it only taking like but an hour. I was I was on a road trip when I did that, so. It wasn't that bad, but yeah. Um, I can't do that. I'd get like vertigo and like motion sickness if I try to do that. Yep. Coker, you ever done anything like that? Done what? Recorded a bunch of samples and then had to map them to the sampler. Yeah. I did that with that. Remember my mouth drum kit? That was remember the, nine remember the samples. dog food. Remember him eating the dog food. <laughs> of course. No, no. Okay. Should I tell him about the mouth drum kit? Yes. Let's talk about that because those samples are pretty sick. So basically, I sat there and I would like be in class and I'd be going like just to myself, like or in the car, I'd be like, or I'd be like, and like I would do that to myself, you know, just when I got bored, and I wouldn't notice it, and then I would listen it, and I realized it kind of sounds like a tom tom or something. So when I got home, I just started going like. Like making like fake drum samples with my mouth, and then I just mapped them all up to a drum kit, and like I EQ'd them and everything so that they would sound like closer to real drums. And now like I have a decent, basically beatbox kit. Yeah, dude, that doesn't sound beatbox. It sounds like just like a weird drum kit. I have multiple songs, more than one song, where one of the snares because I layer my snares. I usually layer my drums, and what that means is like you have two different kick samples. You play it at the same time, basically. Where I would just go. And that's my snare. It's me going. Yeah. Um, the only example I can think of right the second is um, uh, not Christmas Wish. Uh, the other one, the the dumb Christmas song. What's that one called? The lights of Christmas, right? <laughs> the lights are. <laughs> Why the, am I struggling the to think of the name? The one that we were talking about earlier. Yeah, we were talking about it earlier. Christmas time is here. I, I put a Christmas song in the middle of an album. Night of December. Oh, yeah, that was it. And you want to know the funniest thing? That was one of the best songs on that album. 
What? What do you mean? Yes, it was. I thought The Lights Around was the best song. That is the best, but this is one of the best. Like, this is this like an ironic, like, oh, it's the best, or is it like, I'm sorry, but the rest of the songs aren't good? No, it's a good song. That's all I'm saying. Anyways. How is it? You made it good. Adding that harmony in the in the second chorus, mmm, yeah, baby. That was it. That was the move. That was the move. That was the move. What is this, 2020? That slaps. <laughs> Next. Like a year ago. What Top. <laughs> what is it, 2020? What is it, a year ago? <laughs> it's like, what? Anyways, next topic. All right, so um, I got to tell you guys something that I did. So you know how we have like a bunch of different sample sample packs or like sound fonts or whatever? I don't like, believe it. You know, a bunch of different, let's say, strings, right? Sure. And if you go into like the Reason Stock Sounds or any of the sample the okay, I keep getting them mixed up. Any of the sound fonts that we have downloaded, or if you just like search all of your presets, you'll probably get back anywhere from 10 to like 50 different string presets, right? Mm -hmm. So what I decided to do was take all of my solo string presets, so like all of the violin ones, all of the old ones, and like combine them into one combinator patch so that they could all be played back at the same time. And it would sound like a kind of an orchestra, you know? Because, like, in an orchestra, you have a bunch of different instruments that all play as one. So that's what I did. I did that yeah. for all the strings. And um sounds real rich. It still doesn't have any, like, attack controls. Because, like, the main one that I'm using is the BBC Orchestra from uh, Spitfire. Mm, Spitfire. But um that one, the attack is not very good on that one. But I tried to layer it with some that would give it some attack. Right. So, like, I used everything. I used, well, not everything. I didn't use, like, the earthbound strings, obviously, something like that. But uh, I used the SGM strings. I used the Proteus strings. Um, I put those in there. I think it's funny, though, when, whenever I think of those strings, it's funny how, it's it's funny because you see people, like, dogging on, like, the roll, because you know how the rolling sound canvas is, like, became, like, the standard MIDI sound for things, you know? Yeah, I think they might have used some of that in MIDI in uh, Mother Three. Yeah, well, I, I it's funny because that so basically the general MIDI sounds from Roland get like dogged on a lot because I guess it's what people remember listening to MIDI's to in like the '90s. But like, dude, like I only ever see people who aren't musicians doing that. Every person I've seen who's a music musician who like talks about those, like. It's because I guess most musicians are able to like appreciate those sounds and realize that like for what they are. Yeah, and realize that they, like they understand that they all have their place. Yeah, and realize that like it's not the sound itself, it's the way you use it. But like I see yeah. like the new Pokemon game that came out, or that's about to come out. There's a clip oh, yeah, from you it tweeted and about this. I saw yeah, it. and someone's found where there were trumpets in it that were from the general MIDI sound. They're like, this shows they put no effort into it. And I'm like, they sound fine. Yeah. Like, they sound completely decent. They they fit in the mix, right? Yeah, it's just because people they, think they that general the MIDI automatically means that it's cheap and they put no effort into it. When in reality, they probably just thought that was the sound that sounded good with it. Not to mention, I don't think they realize that unless, you know, it, it's usually... To record with general MIDI sounds, you would have to have had something that has them built in. You can't just have a DAW on, you know, a Windows computer 
and record general MIDI sounds from your computer's built-in soundboard on it. You know, it can it can output to general MIDI, but you can't input general MIDI. Like you can't use your Windows pre-built general MIDI sounds in your DAW. You can probably download a sound font though. Well, yeah, but that's still like the reason people think they put no effort into it was because they thought, oh, they just used the normal Windows sound effects. Didn't you know? The, yeah, but there's like there's no such thing as that. They gotta understand. Like, not every Windows computer is going to come with a bunch of um, MIDI sounds that you could just use in a song. Yeah, exactly. Actually, no, none of them. None of them do. Yeah, they can only play stuff. And no Apple computers do either. Apple's only comes with what's in GarageBand. So. Anyways. Hey, you there? Who? Yeah, I'm here. All right. <laughs> so. <laughs> <laughs> you really had me worried there for okay, but uh, anyways, um, with that in mind, Coker, you want to talk about the great myth of the medieval tritone band? Yes, I do. Always. So, Adam Neely posted a really good video. So for a year, so as long as I've been into music, I've heard the same story about how the Catholic Church banned the tritone. And Adam Neely Which made a Which, if you guys don't know, if, if you guys don't know, that's also a diminished fifth or augmented fourth <gasps> interval. My G feel is here. Sorry, I didn't mean. Oh, that's epic. You. It is epic. <laughs> Anyways, continue. Yeah, and so basically, Adam Neely exposes how that's just completely false, and that the you know the Catholics at the time knew better than to think that a you know a just a you know a tritone could summon the devil, and. Then he even shows songs that were made for the church that use tritones in them. And he also makes wow. a good, he also goes on to talk about how dissonance, which is, you know, another name for a tritone basically is like becoming very, uh, or not another name for a tritone, but sort of a name for the same way a tritone sort of sounds. Uh, he, he, I, this might've been a different video actually, but he made another video or he made a point somewhere else where he was talking about how there was a clip on TikTok of this girl who is du like duetting with this other girl over uh when the world caves in, I think the name or what's the name? You know the song, Austin. The do I? Yeah. Who's it by? I can't remember who's it by. Okay, I'll talk about it later then. I'll just skip over. But yeah. So Adam Neely made a really great video on it. And he he talks about how a lot of music that the Catholic Church made use the tritones. He talks about how a lot of songs outside of the church use tritones, and he makes a point about how tritones have only really recently become this sound that is like associated with the devil. And he even goes even interesting point. He actually finds what he believes to be these, the reason for it, which is an old. He showed this old book where a guy who is a composer says tritones are the devil. And he shows that within the context of that sentence, he wasn't saying that tritones were demonic. He was saying that tritones were hard to harmonize with. Huh. Interesting. And you're saying that's what caused all of that? Yeah, he was saying that they are a devil to harmonize with. Because hmm. they're hard. You know, they're hard to harmonize with. And he he later on, uh, Adam Neely made a video about dissonance. And so this girl did a this girl did a cover of "As the World Caves In," 
uh, and this other girl on TikTok harmonized with it, and she used dissonance to harmonize, and people were like, you know, dogpiling this girl essentially, saying that, you know, she sounded awful and she couldn't sing, and Adam Neely basically showed how it was, what's the word? It was dissonance that they were hearing, not something that sounds bad, but just dissonance, something they're not used to hearing, and he he also points out how he also pointed out too. He pointed out how a lot of people on TikTok who were into classical music were making fun of these people and saying like, "Oh, you guys just need to listen more classical music so you can understand what dissonance is." And he was talking about how that's bad too because you shouldn't make people feel dumb for not knowing stuff about classical music. Well, right. Hooray for Mister White Knight Neely. Hooray for Miss. I don't know what I was trying to say. Yeah, no, but they, um, uh, speaking of this, I was talking to these, I was talking to these like theater, not theater kids, but these people who do theater and they were talking about how uh, (laughs) we were talking about it. And one of them was like, yeah, it sounds the sing, the notes are right, but she's singing a lot with her nose. I'm like, I'm like, okay, fine, but we're not talking about that. Yeah. Yeah, who cares? Are they Dude, it's so funny though. I can't, I gotta be going to rant here. Like I can't stand talking about music with theater kids and band kids they're both because the band kids want to sit there and talk about death grips 24 7 and then the, the theater kids want to talk like want to sit there and tell you about how freddie mercury was an awful singer because he used his head voice too much and stuff like that right yeah my whole thing is this is like who cares if it sounds good it is good yeah cool. well uh the other thing that theater kids want to do is talk you to death about hamilton yeah, no, yeah, exactly. I've oh, heard it now. You're right, you're right. Hamilton is the greatest musical of all time. No, it is not. Yeah, no, that and, is the and, Phantom and, of the and Opera. And they want to sit there, and no, 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 and then they want to bring up like random musicals. Like, did you watch the, did you, I watched John Henry V. And I'm like, who was John Henry V? What is this play you're bringing up? They, I swear they make them up sometimes. Yeah. Like, did you watch, did you watch Down on, Down on Lampshade Street? I'm like, what is that? <laughs> what is did it? You, what, 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 you, what play are you naming? Do they just sit there and do they just make like a random like Wes Anderson movie generator and like hey put guys, like, did you, and you make did that you the name of their to? Broadway musical? Like, yeah, like hey did guys, you guys listen to the new Extra Reverb episode? They talked about Alexander <laughs> guys, Hamilton. Hey, guess what? I got tickets. To go see, I don't know. Let's think. Uh, the peculiar made case. Of of Dear Evan Hansen. Dear Evan Hansen. That's gonna be the new one. Dear Evan Hansen. Yeah, exactly. They're all like I'm telling you. They all like. Oh my gosh, dude! And like you just like you're walking through the halls and you just hear waving through a window. Oh, oh I won't mind that one, uh, dude. Like oh my gosh, dude. They like theater kids cannot appreciate any music without like critiquing how the person's singing. And I'm like, dude, it doesn't matter. If the music's good, the music's good. Get your head out of like that scholarly stuff. Give it out of your butt. It's like, it's like, it's like the people who learn music theory and then like have to sit there and criticize everything because it doesn't follow like the rule of fifths or something like that. Or they have to give you a whole explanation for why it, for like where it falls in music theory. It doesn't follow one-to-one counterpoint. Yeah, exactly. And like, (laughs) Like, like that's another thing why I like Adam Neely because Adam Neely made a good video basically talking about how we should really stop looking at all music in the lens of mu- like music theory because he literally said music theory is literally just the music st- the musical stylistics of 18th century classical composers. 
And that's true. It's literally true. Like, yeah. Like, dude, who cares about whether or not Black Beatles follows the rule of fifths? Nobody! <laughs> but it's like, is all the Beatles didn't know music theory? <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, I mean, like, like, dude. Oh, uh, yes. Hypnotized by Biggie Smalls uses a very good key change. And he uses the rule of fifths to go into that key change. Absolutely does fantastic use of keys? the inverted harmonization. I'm like, shut up! It doesn't. It's so dumb. It doesn't even change it's keys. It's so dumb. <laughs> this is good content, guys. It's so it's dumb. Good. Well, I mean, you We're know what I mean, Austin? They, they, like, they, they can't listen to any song without being like, hmm, hmm, film a Kraken technique right there. Hmm, Don Kedig technique. Oh wow, fantastic. Oh wow, cool. They use the they use the rule of Mike Cucci. Like, dude, Mike, sh oh. please shut up. Like, <laughs> he, he's taking pot it's so shots, dumb. Man. Like, I hate. It's, it's the like, same thing as when like poets go and are like, um, everything's political. No, that's not true. I, I agree with you. It's like pe like some people look at music too much into that headspace. They're like, well, music has to do this. There's a rule. And then it's like, what happened to the art? Like, it's art. Like, you look at a painting, you don't go like, well, they should have used this shade of yellow instead of that shade. It's like, or it's an art piece and it's subjective and exactly. the artist like, did it this way, I maybe mean, on purpose. It's and so, if it looks it's good, so, it is good. If it sounds good, it is good. Yeah. Whenever you sit there and try to take an art form and try to apply like books and rules to it, of how it's made, it starts to like ruin the sense of the art because you're going to have people who sit there who have probably never made an album, never recorded a song in their whole life trying to tell you how, I don't know, like Bohemian Rhapsody is bad music theory. Like it's so, it's such a moronic thing, dude. Like moronic. It's baby. so weird. Um, obviously like analyzing music has its place. And you can learn oh, yeah. a lot from it. And I mean, I mean, but I you mean, can't I'm, be sitting there trying to. You can't be sitting there trying to take away like other people's experience and say, "Oh, uh, well, you shouldn't be enjoying that because it doesn't follow the rules." Exactly, uh, yeah. and like, TM and like, no, 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 and it's like copyright dude, trademark. Like, like, yeah, learning music production is one thing because there's certain things that are concrete about music, about about music production. Like, Most for example, music, anyways. Like, for example, think like frequencies that humans can't hear, or the frequencies that bass is often located in, or the frequencies that voices are most often going to be in. That stuff's concrete. You can't change that, you know? Or like rhythm and meter. Almost. Exactly. Like most music is going to have a rhythm and meter. Yeah, exactly. You can't change that, you know? And it's, you know, it, that, that stuff's fine. But sitting there and looking at like someone's, po you know, looking at a poem being like, oh my gosh, it doesn't use iambic pentameter. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Most poems don't. <laughs> exactly. No, like who in the 21st century is sitting there going, uh, I drank a bot I drank a bottle of the whiskey. You know, who's doing that? Nobody is. Nobody. <laughs> so like why are we following it? And the same thing goes for music theory and all that. Like, yeah, it's nice to learn and it helps you like it it can help some people out, but it it leads to so many people just sitting there and looking at music and only viewing it through the eyes of, like, a scholar who knows music theory and dropping all these, like, you know, terms on it instead of looking at it as an art form. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I I forgot what I was going to say. Like, whenever I think about stuff like that, I think about, like, that the Beatles song, I'm the Walrus, that we've talked about before. 
Like the guy yeah. literally, John Lennon literally wrote it because he was tired of people looking at their songs and trying to find deep meanings in them. So he wrote a song that was about nothing. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. And people still tried to analyze it. Like, yeah, of course. Of course they did. I mean, the only analysis is that there should not be an analysis. That was the whole point, apparently. Yeah, exactly. Um, so anyways, all right, Coker, you want to talk about Peter Gabriel? Did we talk about him last time? I don't even remember. What, what, I don't what, think what, we did. What would we talk about with Peter Gabriel? I thought you wanted to talk about him for your artist of the day. If not, then uh, I've, got, I got a, I've got an artist. I got an artist, though. All right, fire away. And then I'll do mine. Cause all right, all right. I, th I feel like we should each have an artist of the day. You know what I mean? I got one. Okay, cool. Go ahead, then. Have you guys ever heard of Green Day? Really? Not <laughs> <kidding>. <laughs> uh, Yeah, so... My I heard of Blue Knight. Shut up. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> so, my artist of the day is good old classic Velvet Underground. You guys, if you haven't listened to Velvet Underground, you should. They're really good. They were founded in the early 60s. They became friends with Andy Warhol, the famous painter. Yeah, I was about to and say. They, they put out three. They put out three albums with the original lineup, and then a fourth one with only one of the guys from the original band. And each of them is fantastic. If you want an album to get into with them, uh, Loaded is really good because it's more contemporary and more approachable than the other stuff. Yeah, a lot of people tell you to go to their first album, but I would not. I would go just for the load for the album Loaded. Because it's got like Sweet Jane, rock and roll. It's a, a more standard album. And then it can help you get used to how they do their music. And then you can listen to other stuff after that. Yeah. Jacob? Um, wait, Austin, you go, please. Well, why do I have to go over? Compiling something. Okay. Uh, mine is a, a Japanese composer named Mitsukiyo. And uh, basically, what he makes is kawaii jazz. That's the best way to describe it. And it's um, like a lot of uh, jazz trio stuff, piano, bass, and drums for the most part. Maybe some uh, extra instruments. My favorite song by him is You May Know. Uh, that's Japanese for something. I don't know. But um, he has an album that he dropped, I think, late last year called um, uh, You May's Coffee Shop in English. Anyway, good luck finding it because I don't think he marketed it in English at all. <laughs> but um, you may know as the sixth song on that album. And uh, obviously, like, he's not playing live piano on it. But, man, I want to see someone play that live so bad because it's such a nice song mm -hmm. and uh, has a real nice double-time feel to it. Mm -mm. Are you guys listing off a specific type of artist or just whoever you want to list off? It's just what? whoever. As you guys, I don't know if you guys know, I don't steer away very often from the same type of music um, often. And I do, I listen to a lot of Angels and Airwaves and Blink. And I do want to say real quick, before I say mine, that Angels and Airwaves also put out a new album a little less than a month ago. It's really good. If you want, to really, if you want a new song you want to listen to, I'm not going to ask you to listen to the whole album, but I really do recommend a song called Losing My Mind because, oh, it's probably my new song, my favorite song, like, ever it's so good uh so i recommend that one i've been tearing up a lot of juliet riley lately um she's how do i describe her music it's relatively pop i guess um and it sounds a lot like uh like some songs sound she reminds me a lot of taylor swift 
And that's probably because she's a huge Taylor Swift fan. Uh, if you ever heard me talk about McJuggernuggets, this is because uh, Juliet Riley is his ex-girlfriend. But um, I've been listening to an EP of her. Yeah, that's the only reason he talks about goodbye. McJuggernuggets like, is simply the fact that he uh, got broken <laughs> up with this girl. That's literally the only reason he ever mentions him. <laughs> <laughs> that's the only thing I ever bring up. Like, you know McJuggernuggets? I, he, he broke he up. He broke with up? <laughs> um. This so this EP is it's it actually follows me on Twitter by the way but it's not a weird reason it's just because it just she would follow me anyways um this EP is really good and the awkward thing about it is it's more or less about the breakup of them two and it's kind of awkward oh. so I'm, I am a big fan of him but a lot of her, the of the songs on that EP is like you're the worst boyfriend in the world <laughs> and for me I don't I don't. I don't know how much is just like just to make the EP like you know interesting, or over like how much like oh no this is real and like I'm just like saying like you know he was awful and it's not my business you know what I mean it's not my business it's personal between them two, um, but just looking at the EP itself it's good I really like the music I love um, two songs on it called I wrote the song without you and love you goodbye but also manifesto the first title the first song of the album is or EP is actually really 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 catchy. Um, it's, it's a random one for me to recommend, but I don't know. I just like, this just the music. I like, that's like the new type of music I've been listening to a lot lately, I guess. Last yeah. few weeks. I've also been really listening to Mystery Remastered by this artist, Lucid Domino. I don't know if you've heard of him. Such a good song. Highly recommended. Thank you. Um. Austin helped. Uh, anyways. They added frogs to Minecraft. I don't care. That's kind of epic sort of makes me want to go and play again can, really? can you uh, get one as a pet uh, you could probably just put one in your house ah alright well I'm gonna go to Jacob's uh, place and spawn a bunch of frogs sounds like something you'd do you menace yeah okay uh, I got one last thing to talk about myself and yeah. then maybe we can just ramble but um like we don't do that okay so do you guys do you guys back up your stuff? <laughs> I not as much as I should. It's I, awful. I, I, I needed to, I wish I had known to do that because I got the new update of Logic and I wanted to import some uh Akai sample CDs and I knew that the old EX sampler had like Akai, you know, importing built in. So I went and checked and I knew I forgot they had replaced the sampler with a new one. And so I can't do it now. And I wish I had backed up Logic. Mm. The only thing I could think of is if I didn't update it on my old MacBook that I found the other day, because then I might be able to do it there. Yeah. Well, anyways, I've now gotten to the point to where I just back up everything every week or so. Um, because, let me tell you what happened. So one night, I was having problems with something. And I was on the phone with Apple support. I don't even remember what it was. Uh, and they said, try and restart the computer. So I restarted the computer. All of a sudden, my computer decided it wasn't going to boot the OS. It was just going to, you know how like on a Mac, it has that like progress bar when you first load up and yeah. like um, it goes across. Well, it went to 100% and then it was just stuck. It was stuck at 100%. So I, I talked to Apple about that and they said, all right, you're going to have to reinstall your OS. Now, here's where my cautionary tale comes in. Do not, and I repeat, do not let Apple bully you into installing the latest version of OS because they made it sound like 
the only thing I could do would be to install the newest version of Mac OS, which is Big Sur at the time of recording this. And I don't want to do that because I have hardware that will not work with Big Sur. I have to stay on Mojave. So um, what I didn't know is that when you restart the computer, you can hold Option and R, and um, it will let you reinstall the current version of OS, which will not reformat your drive like installing Big Sur will. So when I installed Big Sur, the drive was reformatted. So like um, I couldn't like use any time machine backups from back in the day, right? So I didn't even know that you could just hold Option and R. The only thing they told me is Command Option R to install a new one. You can also do Shift um, Option Command R to install the version of OS that your Mac came with, which in my case is El Capitan. But that would not have helped. Anyways, I'm all back to normal now, but that was a huge hassle. That's insane, And uh, Yeah. Don't trust Apple. I had to uh, reauthorize a ton of plugins after that. Spent like oh, a whole day doing it. God, it's the worst, dude. Yeah. Um, but I'm all good now. I only lost like a couple. Uh, and like those were ones I weren't, I wasn't using anyways. So, do yeah. You know, do you know if Josh listens to the podcast? This one? Yeah. I would be surprised if he doesn't. He's kind of our uh, biggest fan. What's up, Josh? Uh, thanks for all the support with the music, man. I just went on your playlist right now, and it's cool to see my music on there, dude. Thank yeah. You. It's cool. Yeah. yeah, man. If you haven't been listening to Coker's stuff, you should listen to him, his too. Uh, and also, please uh, please share with us your secrets for winning over the hearts and minds of female singers. Yeah, he got, you see, he got Lens to follow he got him. He got to, Juliet Riley to follow him. He got Lens to uh, reply to, to comment on one of his Instagram posts, which, to be fair, Who if did? you haven't seen his Instagram posts, Josh posts these really nice pictures of the place where Wait, he lives. Wait, Lens finally followed me a couple months ago <laughs> on both of my Twitters. I was like, what? Yeah, I think you actually flexed that too, but yeah. I did because it was like, I, I was like, I wish she would like at least follow my Lucid Domino. Like she was in one of my songs. <laughs> she finally. I Know, right? did. I was like, yes! I didn't even ask. I didn't tweet anything to cause it. It was just random. Like, oh yeah, I should probably follow this guy. I'm like, hey, what up? <laughs> Lindsay, if you're listening to this, which I know you're not, come on the podcast. This, that would be awesome. That would be awesome. No no joke. Well, listen to no this. It, it's, it's gotten freaky for me because I can't join a server now without somebody being like, either they either say it's either I, Sweet Tuesday, or either A, Sweet Tuesday, or either B, what's the word? Felix Cranking. Yeah. Well, uh, welcome to the big leagues, my dude. Let's get, uh, let's it's get nice Josh to have to you with us. Sorry. With us, finally. I mean, we got Mr. Um, yeah. oh, 3,000 no, no, plays no, no, on no, SoundCloud. No. Hold up, hold up, hold up. And, uh, I'm the one that's just gotten in the big leagues? <laughs> yep. Hey, man, I mean, to be fair, my uh, Thomas and Friends Megalovania has, what, 268,000 views at this point? And yes, you did help me make that, but I'm, I'm trying to be um, funny exactly. again. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. Um, be funny. Be funny. Be funny. You you made the cover, and I'm very appreciative of that because <laughs> it kind of made the song. the The thing about like Thomas blinking and looking at you like dead on in the into the camera that really made the song. Dude, no, dude, Austin. Let's look at Jacob and look at someone who's not in the big leagues. I'm in the big leagues. I don't know, Austin. Is he? He is. Is he a big shot? I don't think he is. I have connections to heroism. 
The heroin. That? Yep. What kind of songs he made? He makes. Um, Bruh, he he, he, he kind of fell off. He <laughs> he guest stars on a song. Ag Rock makes music. You remember Ag Rock? Yeah. Who? He makes music. Yeah, I remember him. He's a he's Ad a Rock or or Egg Rock. You know, like rock. like Robot Rock by Daft Punk, except with eggs. <laughs> um, but I thought you said Ad Rock. I was like, do your friends with Ad Rock? Yeah, of course. We get AdSense every single day. No, but seriously, um, uh, yeah, subscribe to my channel to become a big shot, and also like this uh, podcast, and yeah. Other than that, that's about all we had to talk about, unless you guys want to say anything else. It's another wolf, boy! <laughs> I was listening to that Passion earlier. in the moonlight! Oh, yeah. I can't get my life right! Oh, yeah, Coker also has a new mic. Me the way that he's been talking on in this tonight. episode. Yeah, I got a... So my school Where had this... Uh, my school had this old condenser mic. It's an Electro Voice. What was it, Austin? A PL84. Yeah, PL84. And uh, they didn't need it anymore. And they, I asked if I could have it, and they were like, yeah. And I thought at first it was going to be something really cheap because, you know, school microphone. And I got it, and I looked it up, and it turns out it normally goes for about 70 to 80 bucks. And it's a, it's a pretty decent, pretty decent microphone. So I'm actually very happy with how it sounds. And you guys should be too because you listened to the entire episode with him talking on it. Did he though? Yeah, you did. Uh, but anyways, so yeah, we'll see you guys next time on Extra Reverb. Um, new songs coming out soon on my end. I'm making a lot of Mother Three stuff lately, but uh, I also really? want I also got a few more Lo-Fi beats coming up, and yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and say one right now just to get your guys' reaction. I remade Golden Wind from JoJo's Bizarre Adventure in the Mother Three sound font, note for note, because like the MIDI only had like half of the notes right cringe okay so what you're telling me is that i shouldn't release it at all i think you should just like stop making music